Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella, and I'm here joined today by the love doctor herself, Amanda Renee. What's up, everyone? Glad to be back. So, Amanda, before we dive into everything, I asked you to do this. This is a new thing we're going to start doing on Split Six. Tell me two truths and a lie about yourself, and I'm going to try to guess it. Oh, we're switching it up. Okay. Um, Don't act like you weren't prepared. <laughs> well, I might have just wrote it on a piece of paper five minutes ago. <laughs> so, all right, Nick, let's see if you... we've known, By the way, Nick and I have known each other for how long? Since like fifth grade, I think. That's a lie. Oh. We've known each other since kindergarten. Okay. We've known of each other since kindergarten. All right, whatever. We've known each other for like 20 years. So let's see how well Nick knows me. All right. All right. My first concert ever was the Spice Girls. I've never ate a hamburger from McDonald's. And I know where all the pandas are in the country. (laughs) (laughs) As in the United States? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty positive you know that one. The McDonald's. I'm going to go with the McDonald's one. Incorrect. Damn it. It just sounded too, too. Was it the first one? My first concert was not the Spice Girls, although I did love the Spice Girls. My first concert was Ashley Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you threw me off with that McDonald's one because it sounds too obvious to be true. And I don't know why you would have put that there. Because it's an interesting fact. Most people have had a hamburger from McDonald's, but I have not ever in my life. You never have? So, So that was a lie? No, it says I've never ate a hamburger at McDonald's. That's a truth. Oh, my bad. Yeah. All right, Nick, let's hear yours. Oh, I don't prepare any. I'm just going to be the one asking the questions. <laughs> what? What? That's uh, weird. I, I, hey, I'm the host. All right, real, I, real you, talk. You, real talk. I'm uh, going to cut you off for a minute. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first concert? Just curious. My first concert. Oh, crap. I accidentally clicked on something. Um, uh, my first concert was a Linkin Park concert, and Story of the Year, Hoobastank, and P.O.D. opened for them. Nice. It was, they were my four favorite bands at the time. And you know one of my favorite tweets I've, I've saw recently? It's like me as an 80-year-old man. You know, back in my day, we, there used to be this band called Hoobastank, my <laughs> kids. Well, Grandpa's finally gone off the rocker. Time to put him into a home. Because what the fuck kind of a name is Hoobastank? <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, oh my God, the ha- like, oh my gosh, all the, all the s- <laughs> names of these bands. Spice Girls. The Spice Girls is fine. It's but weird. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> weird. All right, when, when can we drink the beer? We can drink it now, but tell everybody what we're drinking. Okay. We are drinking New Belgium accumulation fitting for the snowstorm we're getting tonight i know i picked it myself (laughs) white indian pale ale and the picture has a um trailer with a bunch of snow on it so it's 6.2 percent yep um yeah let's try this out i don't really know if i've had a white ipa before but it's beer so it works for me Cheers. cheers happy episode 87 Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Oh, yucky. Tastes like a spoiled pale ale. It tastes... Good luck choking down all three of these. Yeah, you know you know how I do. I just drink at my own pace. <laughs> well, now, new, new, new rules on split six. You have to drink them all or you're never a guest again. 
That's what you think, but the listeners are going to be begging for me to come back. <laughs> I like your enthusiasm, Amanda. <laughs> we got a lot of things to talk about tonight. We're going to probably struggle through sports, but I do have some interesting things to ask you. Entertainment, of course, will be the Love Doctor segment, and politics is probably traditionally going to get off topic, bitching <laughs> about the current state of our union. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm excited, and uh, we got some new questions um, and I just thought it was fitting because Valentine's Day is this week. That's true. So let's let's give some advice for our listeners. This is going to be my first single Valentine's Day in 11 years. Wow. Um, that's really depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of exciting. That, you know, I don't have any, any, any obligations. Beer number one. Sports. All right, Amanda, on to sports. As we know, the Super Bowl has passed, and we have entering we have entered into the dark ages of sports. I'm so happy Super Bowl's done. Why? Do you hate football? You know it. I literally celebrate the end of it because I just do not enjoy listening to people talk about football all the time. I don't care about football. I did go to a Super Bowl event. I did not really watch the game. Halftime show sucked. Um, Were you a fan of uh, the lead singer of Maroon 5's Nipples? Because everyone's been talking about that. I did not expect him to do like a Magic Mike show up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he looked good. Do you think it's at all hypocritical of him to be able to show his nipples on TV, but Janet Jackson to ruin her career over showing hers? Like, what's the difference between male and female nipples? Not much. Well, okay, I... I teach kids about, um, I do this lesson, because I work in the schools, people. Um, I teach this lesson to kids about, um, I think it's like private parts or something, like body safety. Mm-hmm. And we ha- talk about like the, the areas that you're not supposed to touch. And it's basically um, the areas that your bathing suit covers. And then we have them color in like the bathing suit on the boy and the curl. So it's like we're teaching kids from a young age, like these are the parts that are supposed to be covered. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it on TV that her breast is just out, it's confusing. Well, yeah, that that's that that brings you to the next point. Like, do you think like women's breasts sh- like should be legally forced to be covered, or do you think it's just like I mean, in my opinion, the only reason that they're covered is because we're coddling. Um, like males' reaction to them because it's not normalized and they don't see it all the time, so it's exciting. And then, like, you know, we live in a society where people assume males aren't going to be able to control themselves if they see a boob or something. Well, and I mean, there like, are like those topless beaches, and like in a lot of in, countries, females yeah. don't wear shirts, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just the norm of our country. Right. And it's something that's probably not going to change. But don't you think we should normalize that aspect of a human's body? Like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, and then a proof, proof in the pudding is the fact that they do this in other countries and they're just fine. Well, and I think that's, they're trying, a lot of times they're trying to, um, like with breastfeeding, like a lot of females will just breastfeed like on the bus or in the plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're allowed to do that. And I know some people get offended by that, but it, it's just, that's human nature. Yeah, I mean, I, what I'm saying is normalize the nipple. Anyone that wants to be topless can be topless. That's fine. 
you know, we'll talk about bottoms in another 50 years. But <laughs> yeah, I think it just gets confusing when we're teaching kids at a young age and then kids are watching the Super Bowl and it's like, yeah. You know, but like, you know, kids shouldn't touch each other inappropriately regardless, regardless of whether they're like, it's not OK for a girl to touch a guy's on mm-hmm. the boobs just as much as not okay for a guy to touch the girl on the boobs unless i'm pinching your nipple yeah no nipple pinching <laughs> <laughs> shut up <Amanda. laughs> Just kidding. um other sporting news that i th- would be interested to have your opinion on not that i wouldn't at any of them but uh this one's relevant to you as you being a woman um kareem hunt former running back from the kansas city chiefs mm-hmm. was just signed by the browns now you might be asking why is that relevant well, he was, he was uh, one of the best young running backs in the league, performing at a very high level. But video came out of him uh, punch, or pushing and kicking a woman while, while she was down. Um, and so the Chiefs immediately cut him when the video came out. Mm-hmm. And just now, the Browns signed him uh, probably about three months later. Um, so, Amanda, how do you feel about the Browns signing Kareem Hunt for a very small amount of money? You know, like a prove it kind of deal. So it sounds like he was already on a team and got dropped. Yeah, because the video came out and they didn't want yeah. to deal with the PR mess. Right, right. And then a different team picked him up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The Cleveland Browns. That's kind of shitty, I think. Like you're Shitty on who? The team that picked him up. Because your one team is saying, is saying like, we're not going to stand for domestic violence, right? Well... All right, go on. Finish your finish your thought. And then the other team is saying, "Well, well, although we like, maybe they sure they don't like support domestic violence, but they they put somebody on the team that has done that. Right, winning winning over morals. Right, like yeah. they want to win more than they yeah. want it to be. Yeah, and I mean, it's just saying like one team saying like this isn't okay, and the other team saying no, it is okay, and. I mean, I don't think he should be, like, shunned from football forever or anything like that. But, like, mm-hmm. there has to be some consequences. And it can't just be, like... Like, what was his consequence? His consequence was him getting cut for a couple of months. But talent overrides um, bad behavior. Because, like, here's the thing. The, the team that cut him, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are they uh, drafted and employ another player, Tyreek Hill, one of the best receivers in the league, who beat up his pregnant girlfriend. Oh, shit. But it's not on video. So, you know, it's... I mean, he. I think... I'm pretty sure he pled guilty to those charges. Mm-hmm. But um, they kept him on the team because he is... I mean, you. anyone can argue how good Kareem Hunt is or how overrated he is. I think he's a little overrated. But uh, Tyreek Hill, the player that beat his pregnant girlfriend, is one of the best receivers in the league and the fastest player in the league. And they could never cut him... Because of how talent dominant he is, so it's just it's just there's just like there's this whole big debate going on in the sports world right now. Like local radio is really mm-hmm. pissed at the Lions for not signing Kareem Hunt to mm-hmm. this kind of deal when the Browns did it, but I just think that that's a bunch of hogwash because like I don't know I wouldn't want to sign this guy like. I don't know it's too early to sign him. He's gonna get suspended and he's vastly overrated. I mean, he was a fourth-round running back. You can get running backs anywhere. They don't come with this kind of a PR nightmare. And, you know, I mean, I I do believe in second chances, in third chances, and fourth chances. Anyone can come back from anything, I think. Mm -hmm. I do, too. And, yeah, I believe in redemption, and I believe, like, 
you know, like you can pay your dues and, and forgive them and join the team or whatever. Um, make a public apology, all those things to repair the relationship. Like I believe in all those things. And it just makes me wonder like what about um, media and like superstars that um, are doing these things, right? Like the date, like Bill Cosby or um, mm. the one director. Um, or, You're talking know. about Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Producer. Producer, sorry. Like all those, like these, all those things came out in media and, and they were like basically shunned from the spotlight. And, like, you're no longer invited to the Oscars or those type of things. Mm -hmm. So why is that different than sports? Yeah, it shouldn't be just in sports for some reason. I mean, I mean, I, I get it because sports is a business. And if you want to make money, you got to win. And to win, you have to have the best players. And even if they're shitty, you got to have them. I mean, I've, I've been on the fence about different kinds of things. But I don't know. I, maybe this is wrong, but I don't think Kareem Hunt is talented enough to warrant coming back this fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, people like people because he was he was really good on Kansas City, but Kansas City also is a unique position where they have like the one of the best passing offenses in the league, great offensive line, and then you know once Kareem Hunt left, their running back production did not go away at all. They still had great running backs that were running for them, and maybe those running backs were also good. But I try to think it's the system. The threat of Patrick Mahomes, like a once-in-a-generation passing talent. Tyreek Hill opening up the field. Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league, because uh, Gronk's dead. Um, uh, uh, opening up the middle of the field, you know, it's it's a, a product of that. And I think that the Chiefs would not have cut him had he been on the level of a different type of player. Like, if Patrick Mahomes would have done that, that's their star, like, young quarterback. No way they cut him. No way. Absolutely not. No team probably would. And uh, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what's real. And, you know, I mean, like, my, my basic, the, the main thing I want to get to this is, like, our local radio. Like, you know who Mike Valeni is? Mm, I don't think so. He's, like, the two to six guy on uh, our local sports station on the radio. Okay. And he is uh, just bitching about the Lions not signing Kareem Hunt, like, over and over again. And he's, like, one of the best broadcasters in the country. But I just disagree with him on this and I do agree with him a lot because he makes smart points but do you, do you believe that like a sports player can fuck up like do something but at some point can be forgiven and like rejoin the team or whatever yeah I do mm -hmm. I do too and I don't think as it, long as you like make amends and like I, I believe you but this yeah. is too quick yeah and it's just like I, I do and I think I, I believe that in life like if you mess up like you should get you should get a chance to make an apology and, and, and get another chance. Right. I don't know. And then we're currently watching the Red Wings game right now. 0-0, zero, zero, Nashville versus Detroit. Yep. Uh, on this Red Wings season that is, you know, just a, a step in the road. We will forget about this season. We will not remember it. Yeah, they're doing okay, though. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing better than they should be. They're doing, doing yeah, they're doing way better than I thought they were going to be doing for sure. I mean, they need to lose a couple more games for me to start appreciating this season because we are not close yet uh, to reaching as as the Red Wings organization always has been to reaching the Stanley Cup. I know. Oh my gosh, I just want to make playoffs. <sighs> yeah, no, 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 no. We need to suck for like this year and then next year, and then we'll be set up to start making runs. Playoff hockey's amazing. I, I just, I want Red Wings to be good again. How do you feel about tanking? 
And do you know what that concept is? I don't know what it means. Enlighten me. It means losing, not necessarily on purpose, but like setting up your roster where you don't have the yeah, best well, players to we lose. We talked about this. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this, and I shared my opinions, and I said <laughs> it's stupid. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of where all Detroit sports are at right now. Like, other than the Lions, because um, football, is, the turnaround is too fast, but... You know, think about it. the Tigers suck. They're going to even be even worse this year than last year. Red Wings not going to make the playoffs. Um, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you don't have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Would you rather them have close, have a better chance at getting the first overall pick and selecting Jack Hughes, a once in a generational talent coming out of, uh, I think, Michigan? Um, That's pretty cool. Like, you know, but if he's from Michigan, he should like want. He should pick. Detroit. That is not how things work. Man. <laughs> it's not just a free agent pool. Why? You should just be able to be like, I'm from Michigan. I want to be on the Red Wings. Do you want me? Yes. Okay, great. Come on. Isn't oh, that how it works? No. And if it did work like that, the markets like LA and California or LA and New York would always be the best because everyone would pick to go there because those are the best cities to live in. No, but I'm saying like, you do you have it when you get drafted? Do you have a choice to say yes or no? No, you can only say yes or you don't have to play in the league. Oh, that's kind of mean. What if you get drafted by more than one person? Well, you can only draft the player once, unless you're like to talk. Well, we get we'll get to this in a second, but unless you're drafted by more than one sports, you know, like if you're drafted by football or baseball. Oh, so like if so if so and so was drafted for the Red Wings, but then Nashville also wanted them. They can't take him? No. Once you once the player's drafted, you can't draft hey, the they player. they just scored. Who, the Red Wings? Yeah. Red Wings just scored, everybody. You probably already know the outcome to this game because this is not coming out until tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> what else about sports? Um, okay, so this is another thing I wanted to get to. So Kyler Murray, I'm sure you have not heard of him because you're not, you don't like football. You admit it to that. But he is a quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. He is uh, going to be a rookie next year, but he's going into the NFL draft. Here's the thing about him. He is, uh, he's short. He's 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 5'11", like between there, one of the shorter quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. But he's super fast, and he's super accurate, and he was electric in college. And here's the other thing. The Oakland A's, a baseball organization, already drafted him in the baseball draft last year because baseball drafts works differently, and he's a two-sport player in college. He played football and baseball. Really good in both. But he just recently said, football is his passion, and I'm going to the NFL draft. He's projected to go in the first round. So he's in a unique position i talked about this a little bit last week on the podcast where like he can tell any team like hey if you draft me i'm gonna go play baseball so he can basically pick where he wants to go not that he's going to but he could do that in theory um but yeah my question is if you're the lions do you draft this guy with eight at the eighth overall pick because man i don't know how much you follow lions but do you believe or not believe in matthew stafford I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really care about Matthew Stafford. I mean, yeah. Well, anyways, um, if I'm the Lions, I draft this guy if he's there because he is, regardless of if you want to keep Stafford or not, this guy, you just put him out there for a game and trade him for like some couple first-round picks because you know how good he's going to be and how rare of a player he is. Like, he's like... 
He's like as fast as RG3 or Lamar Jackson, but compact enough where he won't get injured and a better passer than both of those combined. I don't know. I really think this guy is going to be special. So um, We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, you were doing a, like, because I remember you inviting me to it, some sort of, like, draft thing for, not for the Super Bowl, but for something else. Oh, the playoff pick them? Yeah, how's that going? Is this is this little score sheet that? Oh, it's over. Oh, okay. Who won? <laughs> a former guest on the podcast and also the host of the podcast, Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest. That's Stacey Hissong right there. Ah, oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, girl, I listened to your podcast that you did with Nick. Or, you know, you did here, not with Nick, but you did it here. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, she comes over like every couple of weeks, records a couple episodes. We set them up for uh I've only listened to the first out. one. Well, hey, subscribe to her page, rate her five stars, and uh, also do the same with Split Six if you haven't already. I think I have. Yeah, yeah. I think I have because I'm like consistent guest on here. Yeah. What is this, your fourth time? I think so. Happy fourth, Amanda. Happy fourth. Cheers to the fourth. Cheers. <laughs> All right, what sports do you want to talk about? You want to talk about NASCAR or something? <laughs> I didn't prepare anything for sports. Um, okay, well, let's see. I'm looking forward to the Tigers. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, so I definitely the nice weather and going to the Tigers game is going to be awesome. What I was going to say, though, is uh, you can count this as a sport, I guess. So my coworker asked randomly if anyone was interested in doing curling well i've never played but i am interested in doing i've never done it either so apparently there's this place um i don't know where it's at but you like rent a sheet of ice and you practice curling and do this little game so uh i signed up to do it so i'm going um in a couple weeks so i'm excited to try that out nice just do a little winter sport you know how hard could it be um, well, I mean, I'm sure it's not, it's, I'm sure it's not super hard to get the concept, but it's probably really hard to get really good. But, uh, are you going to be able to like do like the sweeping and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super fun. Yeah. And, um, what about skiing and snowboarding? Do you do that? No, I don't do any winter sports. I don't either. I want to learn how to ski and snowboard. Um, I, I, I did go ice skating. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, does sledding count as a sport? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh oh, oh, I got one. Okay. <laughs> I joined a soccer league. That counts. Yeah, let's hear about this. Okay. How are you guys doing? What's your team name? Stumbling Stagger. Wait, Stumbling something. Stumbling Staggers or something. Um yeah, so I joined this indoor soccer league, which I used to play um indoor soccer like a long time ago um but so yeah my friend asked me to join i joined it's a co-ed league our team is undefeated you're um, undefeated yeah good job and i play defense um our team is really good like super good mm-hmm. so um when do we get to go to one of your games jenna already went you should come tomorrow uh, i can't tomorrow yeah wednesdays um, but it's fun. We like I, I just I I like doing that kind of stuff and um, so yeah I'm looking forward to I think it's only eight games or something so we're about halfway done um, but it's cool like I met people that I didn't like know before and 
What are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm just taking a picture of you. <laughs> I th- I'm going to take a picture of you, too. That's fine. Don't post that. I might. No, Smile. I don't want to be in it. Well, okay. Now you're going to have a bad picture of you. Um, anyways, Amanda, how do you feel about basketball? We haven't talked about that. It's one sport we haven't talked um, about. Well, I'm not. Go- oh, I know. We played basketball the other day at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we did play some hoop fever, everybody. Yeah. If you're not familiar, it's just a basketball game where you shoot balls and uh, try to get the most points, as in most basketball games that exist. <laughs> but Amanda, the trade deadline just passed for bas- for the NBA, oh, I'm yeah. talking. And the Pistons moved Reggie Bullock, and they moved... Um, who else did they move? They moved Stanley Johnson. Uh, two of their... Um, well, their best three-point shooter in Reggie Bullock and Stanley Johnson was like a rookie they drafted who did not perform well enough offensively to cut it out or make to make an impact on the team. He, he hindered the team. Um, they got in return Thon Maker from uh, Milwaukee, who is a center, I believe, that has uh, some potential but didn't get enough playing time in Milwaukee because there were too many good players ahead of him. And we got some... Guard from uh, Los Angeles in a second round pick. We don't have any second round picks for like the next three years, so that's good. But we didn't go far enough because we needed to trade one of our big contract guys, as in Reggie Jackson or Andre Drummond. Okay. Because Blake Griffin is a stud. He's having his best season of his life, and uh, yeah, he's an he's an all star right now. Um, he's been healthy. What's plagued him in the past is injuries, and he's been healthy all year. But Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, we are running an offense from like the early 2000s slash the 90s. You can't have two bigs like that. You need three-point shooting, and you need to space the ball out. What so about I don't, that Kobe, John, Kobe, Kobe? Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant. The, the guy that's been retired for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> See? I don't know shit about basketball either, guys. That's why I, that's why I talk about love and I don't talk about sports. Well, why don't you hit us, hit us with a love question and uh, then I'll, 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 I'll talk about some sports after it. Why? No, no, no. It's okay. No, it's all right. We got we got we got another uh, ten minutes to kill. I don't know if I can talk about the Pistons for ten oh, more minutes. My God. So, <laughs> well, and I feel like the last time I was on, we already talked about like what if they don't like this sports team and all that jazz. Oh, I have one more topic of sports to talk about, actually. Okay. Well, first, let me finish my thought on the Pistons. Okay. Pistons, <laughs> you need to you need to sell one of those two players, maybe both of them, maybe even Blake Griffin in the off season because. We need to tank because tanking is the only way that works in the NBA in the current system unless you're in a big market like L.A. or New York or, I don't know, someone with, someone with really good players. Like um, Dallas right now, they have Luka Doncic, which is a European player, and they just traded for uh, what's Kristaps Porzingis, and uh, they're going to be really good assuming – Porzingis comes back after his ACL tear, and then someone wants to play there. I'm excited for that. For sure. Um, <laughs> Nick, get in this picture. I, I'm, I'm where I am. You're Amanda's taking it. a selfie with us right now, and she looks like a cat or a dog. I'm trying. I don't know how to do it. All right, got it. All right, we got the picture. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> but Amanda, you were saying you're so excited for football to be done, right? Correct. Why again? Because I hate football. Well, just so you know, a new football league started last weekend called the AAF. What's that? Alliance of American Football. I believe that's what it's called. Mm. 
it's like a kind of like a minor league thing that takes place during the offseason of football. It's an eight-team uh, eight things. Let me pull up the teams real quick. But, Amanda, how do you feel about um, another f- football league being in contention while f- NFL right. football is off the table? I have, a, I have an opinion about this. Is it going to be on TV? It was on CBS. Only one channel? Uh, well, I mean, CBS is one of the biggest channels, and there's only eight teams. All right. So this is how I feel <laughs> about it. Um, it shouldn't be on TV because we have enough fucking football on TV. It's too long, and we don't need any more football. Uh, well, I disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, it's th- So you want to hear the differences between this league and uh, the NFL? Sure. Maybe it'll make you like like it more. Maybe. So, um, they so in football, there's a forty second play clock in NFL football. Mm-hmm. This one's thirty five, so it speeds up the game. Okay. Um, there's no extra points and no kickoffs. Okay. So speeds up the game. You don't have to have that bullshit kickoff and bullshit extra point play. Just touchdowns are worth seven. Kickoffs don't exist. Still have field goals. Um, there's this thing called a sky judge. Which is a referee that lives, and not lives, but like lives in the booth or works in the booth. They can overturn and like throw a flag from the booth and fix calls that the referees messed up on the field. Which, if you're a Saints fan, would have got you into the uh, Super Bowl this year for the NFL. So I think the NFL will adopt that policy eventually because it makes too much sense not to have someone do that. Okay. I think they are more prone to like letting people hit each other more like more prone to danger oh danger yeah um overtime rules are more closer to college overtime rules uh college football um like i think they start at the 10 and each team gets a chance to possess the ball and they have to go for two it keeps going until someone wins i think um there's no onside kicks do you know what an onside kick is nope it's like when you uh you know in nfl when you do a kickoff if you like kick it just like a short amount of ways and mm-hmm. try to get the ball back. Yeah. That doesn't exist. Instead, you can only go for an onside recovery if you are down by 17 or it's in the last five minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And what it does is you have fourth and 12 from your 10, I think. And if you don't make it, the other team gets the ball at your 10. So like it's like really risk versus reward. You have to weigh that in. Um, and there's eight teams. Here are the teams. There's the Arizona Hotshots, the Orlando Apollos, San Antonio Comrades, Salt Lake Stallions, Atlanta Legends, Birmingham Iron, San Diego Fleet, and Memphis Express. Which one of those do you want to root for? Memphis Express. You're rooting for Memphis. Is that just because it's the last one I said and the only one you remember? <laughs> Don't tell the listeners about my memory problems. <laughs> I think I'm rooting for Arizona Hot Shots because I got family there, but you know I don't really care, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know if this league's gonna work out. There's yeah, an, it seems a little low key. The fact that they're not doing it during the NFL season might give it a chance, and it did get more viewership than the NBA games this okay. weekend. So it's like an experiment. Yeah, but it, here's another thing working against it is that um, you, you remember the XFL? Ever, ever hear of that? No. You know who Vince McMahon is? No. He's like the creator of the WWF or WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he made the XFL way back in the day, like in like yeah, it's 2000 sort or something. Yeah, it sounds familiar. 
it was like ridiculous football. Like instead of a coin flip, you had to like race for who got the ball first. It was really weird stuff. Weird. But they're coming. They're, they're they're starting a league that's comes out next year. So there's gonna be these two leagues competing in the off season, and we'll see which one wins. Um, my bet is they both merge. Hopefully they do because I mean, this is basically I I, I like this idea because it's it gives the players that are good you know because there's a bunch of good like if you think college like all those players play college football and that's a giant market and then only like 10% of them go to the NFL mm-hmm. so what's that what's that other 90% do like why can't they have like this little minor league where they can get better learn and it, you know this is just in the end going to make the NFL better because it's going to be like a far, a different kind of a farm system for the NFL they go to Canada and play yeah no one cares about Canadian football <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know there's going to be two different leagues competing against each other not the same not against the NFL because you can't compete against the NFL that might have been one of the XFL's problems I think they had the I'm not positive, but I think they had their um, games on like the same time as the NFL or like the same seasons as the NFL. When these are going to be starting right after the NFL finishes, when people are still craving football because, you know, there's a big drought. Like there's the reason football like gets so hyped up at the beginning of the year is because you go all these like it's the longest off season in sports and you just get so excited and so amped up for it to come back. So there's only 16 games that they play. You know, that's what makes it exciting. You got every game means so much more. It's not like baseball where there's 100 and, 162 games, yeah, which is ridiculous. And you just pretty much want to go up to the rooftop bar and drink. Yeah. <laughs> in the NFL, you want to be there. You want to be cheering on your team, and you want to be screaming for them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm rooting for the AAF. Um, I only watched, like, probably five minutes of the game on Saturday, but that's because I was busy. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, okay. Um, we're gonna move on to love because I don't want to talk about sports anymore. You sure we only have uh, like uh, like looks like fifty seconds left? Oh, 50 seconds. Okay. Favorite sport? Top three. Go. Basketball, football, hockey. Okay. Hockey, s- baseball, soccer. Baseball sucks, Amanda. Get uh, over it. I like it. You know, baseball's considering some major sh- shakeups to their rules. And we, you, I, I bet you don't even know what any of this means. Here, let's see how big of a baseball fan you are. Do you know what a designated hitter is? Yeah, somebody who hits all the time. Okay. It, Do you know what they're trying to make it between uh, AL and the NL? They're trying to make the rules the same between both of them having a designated hitter or both neither of them having one? I did not know that. You know what the difference is if you don't have it? Like the National League, the NL... They don't have a designated hitter, so what's different there? Who hits instead of the designated hitter? Beer number two, entertainment. All right, on to the entertainment segment of the podcast. Whenever Amanda's on, we do the love doctor section. Amanda, so why don't we crack Ooh. open another one of these beers? I know you're not finished yet, but I'm going to crack open mine. Go for it. Well, and I want to remind our listeners, if you have any questions, feel free to email or facebook me or nick and we will answer them on their next time i come on um you can also call in at five 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 yeah all fives everybody just call us right now <laughs> i i know this isn't live and <laughs> you can call my cell phone and i'll i'll answer and the question. Yep. Though you can't hear this because once again it is not live <laughs> Shh, i don't know that all right so we got we did get several questions from people, but let's start off with this one. 
because this is something we both can answer. What attracts females and what attracts males? Looks. Okay. <laughs> Let's get a little <laughs> bit more specific. Okay. Um, for males, I mean, obviously, I think if you're talking about just straight up I'm, I'm, I just said physical what attraction. attracts. Yeah. Like what attracts. It doesn't have to be about physical. It's just like what attracts you to a female. Um, well, for starters, like, you know, obviously it all starts with looks. Um, you know, like there's there's people that just are like out out of your or or like out of your range of being able to date because of they're not your type or whatnot mm-hmm. but like if we go deeper than that then it it comes down to shared interests and uh certain personality traits like dominance or submissiveness you know like i'm attracted to dominant females <laughs> <laughs> why is that because i'm a submissive person i <laughs> okay. think and i believe in the the yin and the yang um, I can't say I am attracted to a dominant person, like a because personality. Are you a dominant female? I think that it just would never work because people can't, you don't tell me what to do. Right. And I, I'm the person that's like, you do tell me what to do. Oh, no, no, that's, no. that's, I mean, like to an extent, like, you know, like there's 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 like limitations to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to tell me, I need you to be open and honest with what you need, and be kind of controlling in terms of not like what I do, but like how you want this relationship to go. Like, that's what I need. So, what attracts females is okay. Let's see. Yeah, looks like, you know, first impression, like you have to be physically attracted to them. Um, Females like, well, I guess it depends on the female, but a lot of females like hot bod. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Same with men. Um, Good (laughs) smile. All right. All right, we, we, all right. Well, what about the non-physical attraction? Okay, okay. I'm just thinking, sorry, a delay. Um, <laughs> uh, so non-physical, like, I guess if you are, like, a gentleman and you're polite and respectful, that's attractive to women. Um, women also, like, they're not into the... The, the guys that like come up to you at the bar and and try to be creepy like they're not into that girls don't like that yeah girls are more into like guys that like it just like naturally occurs like it's it like you're playing basketball or something and they make a comment about your basketball score or something they're not into i don't know i just think and maybe it's just me talking but like Going up to, like, approaching a girl in a really, like, aggressive way at a bar, Mm -hmm. not attractive. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different, but I can't think... I don't think that there's many females or even men that are, like, into that kind of a a lead to start a connection, you know? Yeah, I mean... But there might be some. There could be some. Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, so, um, respectful. Um, Funny. Like, some girls, like, I mean, I think it's great. Does any girl not like a funny person? Like, maybe if they're, like, 
maybe trying to be funny all the time but yeah if it's too much like if it well okay like i i i enjoy somebody who's funny and has a sense of humor but if it's like you're funny all the time and you're never serious and then it's like eh. like i yeah. need to see you have a good balance yeah like i need to see the real you too um one thing that's not attractive is um when you are like sarcastic like 24 7 like i'm all good for some sarcasm but when it's all the time it comes off as um cocky yeah your sarcasm's got to be laced with flirtation yes like and and it's got to be you got to just be like present in the situation and like know when it's appropriate to do this like i think having a oh oh being able to read another person's emotions at a time and being able to fit how you're playing the situation is important and you know for for both uh men and women and everyone in between you know like you just got to be able to i think being able to emotionally connect is attractive yeah and i think you said it like a lot in common like that's that's another thing too like i feel like if i'm immediately able to like have things in common with you like that's a really good sign too yeah, and, and above everything, like, being able to, like, respect the other person, mm-hmm. like, for who they are and what they are. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do, 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 do. what's the first thing you notice physically or emotionally in a person? It's kind of similar to the last question. Um. So, I notice what they're wearing. Okay. I don't, like, that's just, I notice what they're wearing. Okay, you're wearing this shirt, this pants, these shoes. It looks good or it looks bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I just notice. And I don't know why I do that because my style sucks. But for some reason, (laughs) I always notice, like, what they're wearing. I think, like, I would only notice what they're wearing if it's something, like, atrocious and, like, flamboyant in, like, a a way that I don't don't appreciate. Yeah, it's funny. I, I notice it and I... Like, I shouldn't because, like, I don't put that much effort into my own style. So, mm. but, um, so that's one thing I notice physically and emotionally. <laughs> what do you think about emotionally? What's the first thing you notice emotionally? Hmm. Um, I think, like, I, I don't know if this counts as emotionally, but like, the, the, is it the ability to, like, hold a conversation? Does that count as emotionally? Sure. Um, like, you know, like someone that wants to, like, you can tell if somebody wants to or doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the the ability to carry a conversation, like, you know, I'm, I'm really good at carrying conversations. Um, and if someone can match me, that's very attractive to me. I'm okay at it. Um, I'm getting better the more I'm on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, but I also like, um, I like, uh, what does it say? The first thing you notice. Yeah. If they want to know more about you, right. They're asking you questions about mm. them. Like they really want to know about you. Like that's something that stands out. Um, and respect. Like I, I know like if you respect people mm. the first time I meet you, like I can tell if you respect people or not. And if you don't respect people, like goodbye right yeah of course and like you know also that 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 leads into like political leanings like i don't know if i could be attracted to somebody that's 
super Republican. Yeah, but you don't as a, you don't as really a know liberal. that. You don't really like okay, this is the first thing you notice. Like I'm not gonna notice if you're Republican or Democrat. It's not written on my forehead. What if they're wearing a MAGA hat? Yeah, that's true. It goes back into style. But I did <laughs> I did know somebody who wore like a Donald Trump hat at my baseball game and that so I assumed like, oh, they're a Trump fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was just like a joke and they weren't. So it's like, you never know. Yeah, but you weren't also on a romantic date with that person. (laughs) And I don't think they would wear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anywho. Um, Do, 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 do. Okay. People want to know how can I meet people in real life? Um, and I think this is a pretty common question. Like, pretty sure we've done this every time we've done this podcast. Well, we're going to answer it again because <laughs> the listeners still want to know. Apparently our suggestions aren't working. <laughs> yeah, so 2019 is kind of interesting because people don't freaking meet in real life. Everything's online now. Everything is apps and websites. And somebody told me that the bars and clubs and stuff – like um their not ratings but like i guess like the amount of people that go is decreasing because people are just meeting online now interesting i don't I know believe that. i don't know if it's true because i was at the bar last week and it seemed pretty busy but um i think it's yeah so how do you meet people in real life and it's so hard because everything is just freaking online now well i mean I don't know. I don't know if I would say meeting online is not real life. Like if you actually meet up, it is real life. But if you're just doing like this virtual thing where you're not actually can ever meet this person, then of course not. That's not real life. But um, my advice would be to uh, try to see if your friends can set you up. Uh, I think that works well. And you know, if you go if you go to bars, you just got to be opportunistic with uh, meeting people. Like. I wouldn't say go up to approach a stranger and try to like start something, but but like if a like you guys run into each other for some reason or on the dance floor or something, like don't be afraid to uh, ask questions and be yourself. You yeah, know? and what what what's happened to me and maybe it's happened to you is like, um, I've been more open to talking to anyone. Like um, I've been getting like lifts and ubers and like i'll start a converse i start a conversation with my lift driver and uber driver mm. without the fear of like oh well what if they think i like them or what if they think i'm trying to hit on them or something because i always right. always have that fear like well if i talk to somebody they immediately are gonna like think the wrong idea or something so i had a lift driver a couple weekends ago or whatever and so nice and like i i don't know i've just like I just think you just, you never know who you're going to meet and like who you're going to encounter. So mm-hmm. you might as well just like strike up that conversation everywhere. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, even on airplanes, like, yeah, I, I think there's a book, like always talk to people on airplanes. Like it's and, true. Like that, that's like my favorite setting to meet strangers because everyone wants to talk because everyone's alone for the most part. Like, you know, not, not everyone, but like Unless a lot of people travel alone. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, funny story about the airplanes. So, my aunt met her. She's met actually quite a few people on the airplane. Uh-huh. Um, like that, it didn't work out, but she met a lot of people through that. 
And then my cousin Erica, she's hilarious. So she comes into town, Michigan, and she like sits next to this guy and meets this guy on the airplane and they're talking. They're hitting it off. And she like told me, she's like, yeah, by the end of, oh, the Red Wings just scored. She's like, by the end of, um, by the end of the, the airplane ride or whatever, they, they asked for a blanket and were cuddling. Oh, nice. They didn't even know each other. Like, so I, I agree with you. Like, I just think you have to be open to like meeting somebody anywhere and, um, don't like immediately have this like closed off personality like closed off like i'm not going to talk to anyone i think you should just like engage with yeah anyone. be open and be ready like uh you know luck kind of like getting lucky in, in term not not in a sexual term but in, like a meeting meeting somebody term like i had a professor that told me one time like luck is just uh preparation meets opportunity and this like be prepared to talk to somebody when the opportunity presents itself you know like just have your talking points yeah. ready like even like the cashiers even the cashiers like at the grocery stores or like waiting in line at the coffee store or um i don't know i just feel like i just feel like anywhere you go like it doesn't hurt to like just be friendly and have that conversation to see um you know what can happen and just like let the conversation naturally flow yeah next question we did good all right (laughs) okay so uh i got a lot of valentine's day questions should i just jump into it happy valentine's day amanda happy valentine's day nick tell me about your plans i'm going to trivia like i do every thursday (laughs) (laughs) nice what about you well um my plans are to sit at my apartment with my dog and probably watch Netflix and drink wine. Oh, romantic. So romantic. My <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a rom com and cry. I do <laughs> trust me, I'm not gonna cry. I'm gonna <laughs> there's no crying on Valentine's Day. Uh, we just had Jenna walk into the room because there's other people in my house. Do you get this like <laughs> smell in here? Like she is wearing a lot of perfume, right? I did not notice. Oh well damn. And I smoke cigarettes and I <laughs> Okay, moving forward. All right, so what are Valentine's Day listeners? They want to know, how much money do you spend on Valentine's Day? In my opinion, none. (laughs) Yeah, none. Next question. (laughs) Like, I used to be all about, like, yeah. Like, I used to be like, you have to buy a card or those kinds of things. You can make a card. You can make, like, a Valentine's Day, like, um, like gift, Mm -hmm. right? Like, something simple. Doing something is better than buying something. Yeah, I think it's, like, at this point, it's, like, it's just more important to, like, be in if you have a valentine like be in their company mm-hmm. i don't be I, present be present be in well and that goes along with the love language thing that i talked about in the last podcast right so it's like yeah know your partner know what they want and exceed those expectations yeah so if, like, this, if this holiday means anything to you so like i guess you have to know your partner and what kind of type of love they want but like for me i don't really care about any of that stuff as long as you're like with me right but that's why i love gordy and my dog's gonna be with me on valentine's day <laughs> all right um do 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 do, 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 do. oh how do. long should you date before you celebrate valentine's day you should become fun? official like if you're officially boyfriend and girlfriend, that's what my that's yeah. What I so what if you're like just starting to date? You're supposed to celebrate Valentine's Day? No, not unless yeah. not, not unless it's mutually agreed upon that you yeah. are. I agree, and I also don't think you should do first or second dates on Valentine's Day either. 
Like, no. Yeah, terrible time to start dating somebody, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you could just do, like, a little, like, happy Valentine's Day, and that's about it. Yeah, maybe send them a text. Yeah, there you go. A little heart emoji. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> what color heart, though? That's the question. Uh, I mean, yellow means friendship, um, if we're talking roses. Um, don't send them a white or a red. Why? What do those mean? Red means love. White means true love. Oh, shit. Don't send the white one. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, don't send a friendship one either. Don't say yellow because like it's too early. You don't want to like perturb anybody, you know. Like just just talk about it. Say hey, we just started dating. We're not going to do anything for this, right? Uh, honestly, the answer to all these questions is communication. So just talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> all right. How can you tell if someone is not ready to commit? So, well, I okay. I I, I think there's some signals, right? Okay. And um, commitment is like they're introducing you to people they care about. They're um, maybe there's like a priority list, and they're like kind of pushing you down on the priority list. Um, if they're not committing to you, right? If they're not committing, yes. Um, blowing you off. Ooh. You're not talking about blowjobs, are you? <laughs> no, blow, like like canceling, like canceling plans. Yeah. Like, or for example, like let's say you have plans to like go on a date with somebody that you've been talking to for a while and they just cancel last minute. They're mm-hmm. not committed to you. Like if they were committed, they would have take your like, like unless it was an emergency, of course, but like, like they would take your like feelings into consideration. Yeah. And the easier way to answer this question, like I'm going to answer most of these, ask the person how they're feeling about this. And easier said than done, Nick. I, I mean, trust me, I know, <laughs> I, I know, but uh, that is the the quickest way out. Otherwise, like I mean, you can you can read a person, you can kind of tell what's going on. Like how? Like I don't know. You just well, I, I guess uh, I think that I'm more of an empath, and like I can like kind of sense other people's emotions more than other people can but um that sounds a little conceited but i believe it (laughs) i believe it too no i think yeah and i think you can you you can read as as much as you can but like you never like i never know like what's in your head oh boy we might have another person joining us i'm not sure Oh, no. Okay. Anyways, but like like I can like try my best to like read into like that, but mm. at the end of the day like I'm not in your brain. I don't know what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. You just uh <laughs> you just you just got to know your partner and uh at least I mean you don't even have to know your partner. You can like always tell what someone's feeling. Like I I don't know. I feel like I can always tell what someone's feeling like about a certain situation you should be present and you gotta listen if you listen and you pick up on their subtle cues and i'm I'm not saying i know what those cues are but they're there yeah so um next question should you stay friends with an ex and this one's tough but i think it depends on the circumstances right so it depends on the breakup how long you were dating um, what your relationship was prior to dating. Um, yeah, um, I'm the perfect person to ask for this. Um, yes, I think it's, I, I don't know, I think I will always stay friends with all my exes because it'd be hard to 
like shatter that kind of a relationship but i'm a different person than most people i think saying happy birthday on facebook does not mean you're friends i i agree oh okay just clarify <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um because like that's okay well that's the reality in my end like i'm not friends with an okay except a couple but um i just feel like most of the time it's kind of like done i'll wish you happy birthday and that's it no being friends with x requires like kind of a buffer period in between like your breakup and your friendship so we have a um person that wants to talk uh, okay So I think it's okay to be friends with an ex. It just depends on how your breakup went in your relationship before you started dating as well. So it's just going to be different for every person. And it also depends on if each other has new significant others or not. Um, and depends on how those people also feel about the relationship if you decide to stay friends. Okay, bye. Thank you, listener. <laughs> Our listeners are like they love us so much they just show up. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, like being friends with X, like I don't know. I'm I I don't know if um whenever whenever I've dated somebody, I've never dated somebody for like just a couple of months. You know, it's always been at least a year, and majority more than that. Um, so I it's it's kind of hard for me not to be friends with an X because every time I date somebody, I bring them into my life like wholeheartedly and you know it's kind of hard to unwrap what you've already created so I'm not going to be a person that's going to be able to just cut out a person that I've spent so much time with yes okay let's move on <laughs> buffer period <laughs> I can open up my next beer now okay Amanda's just getting to beer number two when we have 10 minutes less <laughs> left in this segment. Okay, like, so our listeners want to know about long-distance relationships. So long-distance relationships are fucking hard. Um, but so it, it's also interesting because I was in a long-distance relationship, like, before there was FaceTime, there was, there was Skype, and I think some sort of other video chat thing. Um, but there was no... There was no there was no FaceTime or any yeah. of that. And it... That must have been a lot harder than it is Oh, now. for sure. And the Skyping was like shitty, right? It would like... Right. It would like freeze. And you couldn't do it on your phone. No, you couldn't do it on your phone. You had to like schedule times. Um, so it, it it was harder. It was a pain. Um, but like you really got um, a feel on, like, how committed the other person was, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, if one person was like, yeah, I'm, like, committed to, like, doing this Skype date, blah, 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 then, like, you knew, like, okay, they're committed to me. But a lot of the times, like, that person w would be like, no, I'm not committed. Yeah, like, like long-term relationships are, like, very romantic because it takes a lot of effort to get to but they're also yes. low risk because you don't have to worry about like you don't have to worry about anything like you can kind of do whatever you want as long as the other person doesn't like if, especially if it's like a, something that's not like I, I guess it'd be different if it was a long-term relationship that occurred 
like bef- like while you were dating and then you like had to separate yeah but like if it's like something you're trying to start from a distance then it's then yeah. that's that that's kind of super easy low low risk but if it's if it's something that was like occurred after you were dating i for sure could not do that because well and that i don't know i need i'm like like we were talking earlier everyone has their different love languages and my, one of mine is like quality time quality time and physical touch like i i can't just and you need trust, right? Trust is an important factor too. Trust is a is a is a big factor. And like, if you're a super jealous person, like that's got to be hard too. Um, so yeah, I tried to do long distance while I was in college, and it was tough because it's like I wanted to do my college experience, and the person I was with wanted to do their college experience, mm. and not have mm. to be like worried about like communicating with their boyfriend while they're at a party or whatever they just wanted to do their own thing and um so anyways like long distance relationships they do work but like you have to be able to like commit like time to doing skype and facetime and and be willing to set time aside um and how often you know i think we have a guest that's in a long term this or we have a we, we we don't we don't have a guest we have a guest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think we have another listener. Hold on. Hi, um, I'm calling from Sacramento. Uh, and I heard your podcast and I would just like to say um, something with long-term distance relationships is it's always a honeymoon phase when you see them. So it's kind of hard to gather how you guys would be when you see each other all the time and if you get sick of them for a moment or get in fights. So that can be difficult as well. <laughs> yeah, well, caller, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't experienced anything like this myself, but uh, I can definitely see how that, you know, honestly, like, if, if that's the case, then yeah, every time you get together, it's probably going to be all sun and moons. But like, it, 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 it's going to put you through a whirlwind once it actually becomes stable assuming i mean it could it, honestly it could work out great it could be could be amazing but you don't you don't know <laughs> yeah so long distance relationships are hard but i do think they can work you just need commitment trust communication yes i agree next question how do you know if he or she is cheating on you <laughs> what a what a segment there all right so how do you know if he or she is cheating on you okay there's a couple signals i i i mean i can't talk from experience but i feel like there's some signals um if you find like if you find like somebody's bra or underwear that isn't yours there you go Red well yeah flag. then you're an idiot <laughs> if you but i also okay um, if they're acting really suspicious on their phone, like I'm not saying you should go through their phone or anything like that, but I'm saying like if they are acting suspicious, like you might wonder, but um, you don't. It's that's not evidence. Um, but like I listened to this um radio thing called Deal Breakers on the uh, and it's about these people like that call in about um certain things and they want to know like they think they basically think their significant others cheating on them and they call them out on the radio and it's really interesting because a lot of the times people are wrong like sometimes they have like a second job that maybe they never told their significant other and that person assumes they're cheating but really it's a second job Mm -hmm. um so i 
um, the red flags sometimes are not as obvious. What do you think? Um, well, I, I don't know. Um, being someone who has cheated on someone before, um, I don't know what my tells were, but like I, I think like I just hated myself and probably um, morph more into like a a, a self deprecating motive. Like like I I think my partner could tell that something was wrong and that I was being different because I was too ashamed to admit it and just you know tried to self destruct all the time. Another signal is like um, looking at somebody in the eye. Like, I feel like when people can't look at you in the eye, like they're guilty of something. Yeah. I don't know what it may be, but they're guilty of something. Do we? I think we have a caller. Hold on. Hi. So, um, I've been cheated on before, and uh, I think one of the big um, signs are if you have a very trusting relationship and jealousy is never normally a factor, and then all of a sudden your significant other starts to get really jealous out of nowhere it's normally because they feel guilty about something and they're portraying that on to you yeah self-destruction <laughs> yes it's very similar to uh, your situation fear number three how the president grabbed me all right guys we are back and we're going to skip politics because we have other things to talk about. All right, I guess we're skipping politics even though there's a shit ton to talk about. But let's go on with these love questions. You're right, but love is more important this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love and sex is more important this week. All right, Nick. And maybe our listeners can give them their feedback too. What's your best pickup line? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, uh, my I don't have a pickup line. I mean, if you were talking about an online dating pickup line, I always do my two truths and a lie, which is why I started this segment on this podcast. Um, I don't have a pickup line either. I don't typically... Also, pickup lines are stupid. There's no such thing as a pickup line. They never work. Like, and I don't typically pick up. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like, I don't typically pick up... Um, but sometimes I'll ask, like, oh, what are you drinking tonight? Like, just try to, like, be casual. It's not a pickup line. Okay, I don't know. I don't pick up. <laughs> sometimes I, like, do jokes or something. Um, How do you feel about, like, so I've always wondered this, like, uh, if I was, like, going to meet a girl. And uh, how do you feel about compliments? Do you think they're creepy or... I feel like they're... Every time I would think of one, I would think it would be creepy. Depends on the compliment. Because I've got, like, that's happened to me before. And it depends on the compliment. Like, oops, sorry. If I'm wearing, like, a cool, like, shirt or something or mm. something. Like, oh, like, I like that band, too. Like, something, you know. Yeah. Like that. But I've had, like, this was the weirdest one. Yeah, maybe we could go move, like, what's the weirdest pickup line? Weird one was, like, what ethnicity are you? Are you um, Middle Eastern? Like, no. <laughs> So, and then you, someone asks you if you're yeah, and the man of the white girl over here, and then the they're, super they're like, white girl. You're you're you just look like so ethnic. <laughs> what? Like, what? Okay, that's weird. I was like, I'm fucking Irish. Like. <laughs> um. All right. So this is what what I've heard before. Like, 
if you're gonna compliment a a, a woman, or like, this is from a, a male male pers- a straight male a cis male perspective, if you're gonna compliment a woman, then um, compliment her on something she can control rather than something she can't control. Like don't compliment her on her physical looks. Compliment her on how her hair looks or the outfit she's wearing or how her makeup is. Don't compliment her on how how her eyes look or how her. Yeah. Like her body Especially looks. Especially is a pickup line. You don't want to come off too forward. You don't want to come off something yeah. like... Honestly, you don't want to come off like too forward in the beginning. Like just do something light. Do a casual pickup line. Like Amanda, what, what would work better on you? Oh my God, you have such pretty eyes. Or, oh my God, I really like the way you did your hair that day or today. Loaded question. Because... I like the pretty eye compliment, and I have gotten that as pickup line before. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like at least from me uh, uh, trying to understand this, is you can't control the way your eyes look, but you can control the way your hair looks. <laughs> but can I? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot your hair is fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Grandma-ish. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of my hair. Eh, sorry, we're friends too long. I'm going to. <laughs> um, let's see. What other pickup lines? Uh, just like... What I, would you pick up a guy with? I told you. Like, I, I thought the drink thing was a pickup line. Maybe that's not. Like, what are you drinking tonight? That is not a pickup line. That's a question. <laughs> was that okay, a, well, I don't... Was that clearly, I don't pick up, though. That's my point. I don't pick up. Hey, would you so if a guy comes and says, "Hey, what are you drinking?" I mean, is if, that a pickup line? No, that's not a pickup line at all. Oh, okay. Let well, me buy you a drink. We'll be closer, but I don't think that's a pickup line. That's just. I like don't. A, okay, well then. Okay, then the real question is what? Like, I don't pick up. <laughs> that's that's what it is. I don't know if that's a real question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Okay. Sometimes, do you feel like? And I I know the answer, but do you feel like dating is fishing? Like you're literally, I feel like you're casting and you get a fish and then you're like, never mind, throw it back in. I'm a vegetarian and a fish. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's seriously, it's fishing. It's a weird thing. Sometimes you're on the boat fishing, sometimes you're not. (laughs) Sometimes you're on the shore just tanning. (laughs) Oh, man. And the fish are just swimming up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Nibbling at your toes. Oh, maybe I should just start tanning. I'm just going to be the tanner. I'm not going to be on the boat. Fuck that. I don't know where this conversation is going, so let's please move to the next question. <laughs> is there such a thing as the one? Um. All right, so... Eric Robertson, been on this podcast before, former guest. <laughs> Is Eric Robertson your one? No, but he told me something that I think, surprisingly, sorry, Eric, was uh, extremely smart and uh, mathematically correct. Yeah. Um, so my answer is yes, there is a person in this world that out of every other person in the world is the best and most compatible person for you. That's just mathematically correct. Yeah, I, okay. Interesting. I don't agree, but okay. Why? You think that there's... So I can factually prove you wrong, so go ahead. You think that there's one person in this entire planet that is 100% meant for you? I'm saying that there's one person on this planet that would be better than everybody else would be for you. I don't know, because... What do you mean you don't know? Okay, but, so how... How do you know how compatible somebody is? Like based I mean, off of what? That's that that's the question. But the, that 
the question is not defined. The answer is the answer is that yes, there is somebody. Like it's like it's like y equals mx plus b or something like. There's a variable. You got to figure out what the variable is. But out of everyone in the entire in the entire planet, there is someone that would fit you best between everyone. You would throw in physics on this question. It was math, but sure. Physics slash math, whatever math. Yeah, no, tutor. it's straight up just math. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't believe in the one. Um, I believe that you can be compatible with multiple different people. I agree with that too. And I also think like you change as a person and like while you might be compatible with this person in your 20s, you might be compatible with somebody else in your 30s. Like, I don't think it's like there's this one person that's 100% going to be compatible with me for the rest of my life. No. Um, okay, when you add those variables in, then I can see that argument. But I still think that there is somebody out there that it's like it's like almost an impossibility that you'll find that person. But there is somebody out there that could be the best for you based on the fact that there is a finite number of people in the world and a finite number of traits in the world. Like, there is somebody that you'll, you will never find, but they're out there. Of course, Nick would have the hopeless romantic answer, and I'm just, yeah, my, I'm answer, my answer is no. All right, moving forward. My sick of an other wants an open marriage. What do I do? Interesting. Do you want an open marriage? <laughs> If if you if you're the person that has a significant other, do you want one? Yeah, yeah, communication, right? Like if you don't if you don't want one, then uh, yeah, you tell them no, and uh, yeah, see if there's any way we can like try to spice up the sex life because that, all that is is sex. Like you just want to have sex with other people. Like maybe you can like do some creative things in the bedroom, but if it's something that's uncompromisable, uncompromisable get a divorce that's what you got to do you have to because you're never going to be satisfied yeah. or just be okay with them cheating on you because well, that's what's going to happen it comes down to communication everything does and that's such an awkward conversation to have though because how are you going to know if your person wants an open marriage or not and because you're so worried about what if the person says no why don't we go with, why don't we why don't we take this question from the aspect of the person that's asking it like or from the uh, per, the other person, like let's mm -hmm. say you're in a relationship and you want an open marriage. Yeah. How do you go about doing that? You really can't. You have to get divorced, or you have to talk about it. You, and have, you have to, to talk to... about it, but then like, but risking your relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a risk because I mean, depend. Like, if you're gonna be dating somebody or married to somebody that isn't into that, you probably knew that before going in. I would think like you got there's a certain level of kink everyone has and like you can probably tell whether or not somebody else wants to sleep with somebody else yeah how long is seeing someone without having the DTR convo are you presumed exclusive <laughs> I wrote it wrong what does DTR mean again define the relationship weird all right how so the question <laughs> I, I believe the question you're asking is how long should you see someone without having the convo about... No, no. The, qu the, qu <laughs> the question is, 
how how long into seeing somebody without having the DTR conversation are you considered exclusive? So like let's say you're dating somebody or seeing somebody for like a couple months, but you've never had the you never defined the relationship. Like how long does it that go into before you're presumed exclusive rather than rather than like, you know, you know, like when you're first seeing someone like like of course you're not exclusive. You don't you, you you never had this conversation, but then like that conversation never happens. And it's like a couple of months down the road or something. So what do you think? Um, so I think a couple, like, I think like, like a couple months is okay. Like two months, three months. Okay. Um, obviously if it's any longer than that, that maybe go get a little weird, but. Um, yeah, I think I think the answer to this is to just define the relationship quickly. You okay, but no, because like I'm on the other side where it's like I don't want that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm on either side, but like still, if you define the relationship, like even if you like, so you saying you don't want a relationship? Is that what you're saying? From no, I'm saying I don't want to define the relationship. I would rather just like see what happens. I don't want to go jumping into defining the relationship. I would rather just like. Why don't we just see what happens? Right, but that's kind of defining the relationship. Like, what if you never even have that talk? About seeing what happens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But I don't think seeing what happens is defining a relationship by any means. Okay, let's say, like, all right, let's seeing say... what happens is dating. I'm sorry, we, I think we have a question from our audience. No, it's a statement. Seeing what happens is, like, that, that's when you're in the dating um, part of it. And then defining the relationship, it all depends on their actions and how you guys are together i mean if it's verbal you don't need to verbalize it you can tell you guys are together then you're together if if it's questionable then you gotta ask ask when you feel comfortable to ask or ask when you want to know there's no specific time it just depends on the person yeah amanda can you sum up what our audience just said our audience said ask when you feel like you want to ask and like Basically, if you if you are saying see what happens, that means you're dating, which I disagree. I don't think that means you're dating. You're going on dates, not dating. Like you're you're dating. Going Audience member, if you want to uh, be involved in this okay. conversation, you have to move closer. I, and and it's talk so hard this because, mic. like, there's so many things. Like, there's talking, there's texting, there's dating, there's going on dates, there's relationships. I don't know what the fuck all those mean. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is, I think it's best. From from everything I've learned, it's best to just kind of clarify everything right off the get go, and maybe not, not maybe not like first dates or anything, but like once you start seeing somebody more than like three or four times, you probably should start talking about where this is going and how you're feeling. Like if you're dead set on not being in a relationship, then you probably should have that conversation. Yeah. If you're open to something growing from it, then you maybe you don't need to have that conversation, but maybe you should for your own sake. And if you're like kind of like in the middle, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's where my questions drive from. Yeah. I, well, I agree. If you're if you're the person that's like, I don't want a relationship at all. You mm-hmm. need to, Yeah, I agree. You need to kind of like put that out there and kind of, you know, and in, in the little bit of the beginning, maybe not right away, but like in a little bit of the beginning, for yeah. sure, you need to you need to voice that. But if you're like in the middle, like, I don't know. All right, next question. Sorry, we didn't answer that question very well. Sorry, listeners. We were terrible at that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Do I have to admit the number of people I've slept with? 
No. If you're asked, yes. No. Nah, well, I disagree. I, you, I, I kind of feel like. You can state that you're uncomfortable with answering the question, but if you're asked, if you don't reply honestly, then you're lying. This is just silence when you re- <laughs> whenever you're talking. <laughs> Hold on, we have a listener. Give me one minute. I don't need that. We don't need an entire minute. We need like 10 seconds. But <laughs> I feel like if you're asked, um, yeah, you should be honest with them. Um, but if you don't feel comfortable stating how many people you've slept with, then you could say, I don't feel comfortable stating how many people I slept with or give a ballpark number. Um, but if asked to me, I think you should be honest. But I also would accept the answer. If you didn't feel like, you know, sharing, although in the back of my head, I will be sitting there wondering. If, but, if asked, yeah. I say always, I always say be honest. And if you don't want to answer it, then don't sleep with that person. Because. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm like on the total other side. I'm like, I feel like it's my business. It's my, like, that's my history. And I don't have to tell you if I don't want to. Yeah, but there's other there's other things that go into that. Right, like if you're share if you're in a relationship with that person, then yeah, it is your business and all. But I mean, at the same time, if you're dating that person, sleeping with that person consistently, creating a relationship with them, in a way, now they're sleeping with you. They're one of those numbers. Part of it is, I don't want to say part of it is their business. I just think that if they ask you, they're obviously curious, and it means something to them to know. Um, mm-hmm. And you could just say that you don't want to answer. I mean, it's as simple as that. People just get so offensive or get upset or think that you're lying when you don't have to lie. You can just say, I don't feel like answering that question, and then you don't have to. Yeah, maybe if you don't want to answer the question, that's fine, but don't be upset with them if they don't want to like pursue anything else with you because you're not being honest with them. Because you're not answering the question? That's an important question in a relationship, I think. <clears throat> Well, and, I mean, that's kind of you don't have to go into details. I've, that's never that's never been like an important question in the past. Like, Amanda, you're a super reserved girl. It's, you, you're, it, you're not a slut like the rest of us. It's never been an important <laughs> question. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't. I I'm not going to ask somebody else that. And if you ask me, I'm just probably going to be like, well. I'm not going to tell you unless obviously, obviously that's a, that's, but unless it's like, okay, I'm getting married to this person or whatever. I don't know. Interesting that you guys think that way. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Listening. (laughs) I think I'm probably has never listened to this podcast. (laughs) Next question. I think I'm bisexual. How do I know? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, my guess would be that you're attracted to both sexes. Well, like you want to fuck both sexes? I think that I, I've talked about this before, maybe not on this podcast, but with other people. I think there's this like spectrum of like gayness, gayness, like how far you would go with a same sex person. Mm-hmm. And I like I think there's like a percentage like, oh, yeah, I'm like a hundred hundred percent for females and a hundred percent for males. Like, I just feel like there's a percentage of like how far you'll go with significant other. Um, I don't know. This is just me making up my own shit. But um, so how do you know if you're bisexual or not? Um, probably probably when you would if you're, fuck a member of the opposite yeah, sex. Yeah, like I think if you're like interested in like. I think fucking sexual. 
kissing and other sexual things with the same sex, then you maybe explore if you're into it or not. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm definitely like I, I, I know which members of the app or of the same sex are attractive, like, but I don't think that makes me gay because I can never imagine. Yeah, but like, it's like it's like thinking getting about getting down and dirty yeah, with them. Exactly. I like, could I could kiss the same member of the sex. Yeah, and I'm fine with that, and I have done that. But it's it's it, but it, yeah, it's anything like, else just feels he, not right. For you me. said you would kiss, but how many guys would say that? There's a lot of guys that would not even kiss. Yeah, a lot of guys are idiots. <laughs> so, if anyone wouldn't kiss Zac Efron, they are idiots. <laughs> I'll kiss Zac Efron. Yeah, well, I'm sure you'd kiss um, Emma Watson, too. I'll kiss Lucy Hale any day. I don't know who that is, but yeah, me too, Shout probably. out to Lucy Hale. Love you. <laughs> All right. Um, how do I know if he or she is interested? Um, That's a tough one that I'm still trying to figure out. but um, Attention. Yeah. They I, give you attention. What kind of attention? Any kind. Well, like examples. Like they call you, they text you. Call you, text you. Yep. All those were. Call, text, hang out with you, physical touch. Yeah. every it, Anything. Like if they... Want to hang out with you. Like if they're initiating anything, then that's when they care about you. Yeah. Initiation. If you don't know, if you don't know if so-and-so is interested, just don't talk to them for two days and see if they initiate. And if they don't, they're not interested. No, that's true, too. That will work. <laughs> All right. Uh, who pays on the date? Uh, as, a, as a male in this conversation, I will always offer to, but I will never be offended if they don't want to or if they want to pay. Yeah. And I think, I think that, like, if it's the first date, like... Off, I don't know. For girls, like you should always offer to pay. Whoops! You should always offer to pay. Like the girls should pay their half. Like pay their half, not yeah. Yeah, but should half. they refuse the male's payment if they offer? Because I, I think most males would offer to pay. I no, yeah, no, not always. Well, no. I mean, I think most males should offer and then to be okay with uh, them saying no. But yeah, if a if a female offers to pay the half, then like you can either say yes or no. Um, some females might be like, "No, I'm paying my half," and like, you should accept that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like, whenever I've been on a date, I would say like, "Hey, I'll pay for this." Um, if you're really uncomfortable with it, you can pay for it, or you can just pay for me next time, and that's a great way to lead into a second date. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, depending on the, depending on the date, like, let's say you like do one thing and then you do the next thing, like maybe. The guy covers the first thing, and then the girl covers the second thing. Mm. Um, so I, I, so who pays for the date? I think like it's always polite to offer to pay your half. I, um, I don't expect like to get paid for or anything like that. Um, it's nice when it happens, but like I'm always gonna offer to pay for my end because like the beginning stages also women out there it would be a bold and super at least at least for me a bold and super attractive move if you somehow paid for the first date like that would be that would be uh a, such a good turn on because like really you, like you like if, if you pay some guys get offended by that yeah well i mean i'm a i'm i i, I am not that type of guy i think that <laughs> i think that would be like I am not. especially especially if it was like um 
like not ask and you just did it without their permission, that would be hot, I think. I I think some guy like I could totally see some guys getting like pissed at that. Yeah, well, th- fuck those guys. You shouldn't date those guys. Women out there. Let I, pe- let, let people be who they are. It's 2019, women. Like you should probably offer to pay for your half if they say no, take it, but you should probably offer. Here's to the pay thing. For half. Never if you're if you're a guy trying to impress women, never ask for them to pay for their half. No. <laughs> but like is it common sense? Like I don't know. I feel like it's common sense to offer to pay for your half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. it should be. But like be okay with it if like if if the date went well, be okay with letting the guy pay for it. If it didn't go well, don't let him pay for it. Yeah. Because if you don't want to see him again, then don't let him buy you food, you know? But if you want to see him again, let him. How long? Oh no, we already yeah, did that one. Um, what do you do when you have a monster-in-law? <laughs> That's a tough one. I don't know. I'm not married. A monster-in-law. Well, it's like because family is probably important to your significant other, and I think that you have to find a way to be peaceful at family functions. Um, so basically, what do you do when you don't like your significant other's parents? Sure. But I, 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 I still think like if family is important to your significant other, you have to find a way to be peaceful. Yeah. Ask questions, talk them and listen and then understand why they believe the way they do. That's basically the whole point of this podcast is try to figure out why people believe what they do believe by asking questions and most importantly, listening. So, like, from my perspective, like, family is important to me, and if you didn't get along with my family or whatever, like, I would hope that that person would try to get along with my family. Yes. They would try to do something, because, like, that's something that's, like, not going to change and not going to go away, and you need to find a way to um, be peaceful to them. Yeah. Next question. How do you know if you're just a booty call? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, probably if you're just getting text, text past uh, like 9 p.m. What time is it? 9 p.m.? I mean, I would say like... After the bar is closed. Or, you know, you know even like if, if they don't text you during the day, like that's what I would say, then you're probably a booty call. <laughs> Maybe if you get the DTF question mark. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've I, I've gotten some booty call texts. I think one of our listeners might remember some of them, but um, yeah, I, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like you you know if you are, and if you if you uh, do you though? I I I don't I like I'm just wondering no. I think you do. You do because it's like it's like clear. It's like the DTF come over. Like you only get texts in the night, and you only okay. get texts that come over. You don't get invited out on dates. Okay. You know, like it's 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 clearly obvious. And if you if you don't realize you're a booty call person, then you're just blind and wake up. <laughs> All right. All right. Can't help with that question. All right. How do you stop yourself from following? Falling so easily. Distance. Um. No idea. Well, <laughs> if you're like me, uh, you just you don't ever get close. <laughs> so, so you don't ever have that problem. My you you just you don't ever like you don't ever fully like 
give it all because you know like I don't, I don't know how to explain it yeah I don't know I have that's um I always fall too easily and you know I like that about myself because I'm um really into relationships and really into um not even like romantic relationships but just relationships in general like I'm always going to be best friends with you when I first meet you and if you reciprocate that we're going to have a lasting friendship so I I think one thing is how to stop yourself from falling so easily um you need to like everything I think something is burning burning in your house anyways but I think with everything like it just needs to be like casual like just like we're meeting up as like acquaintances as friends like and don't like rush into like this lovey thing like just keep it casual what if you can't help it well you need to back track yourself back track back track (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i i constantly am just like nope this is casual like it's just chill casual all right next question because I, well, I'm just going to continue okay, on in that. Like, because, like, rejection doesn't feel good for anyone. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I'm not going to get rejected if I don't fall for you. Therefore, don't fall. Anywho. Um, should I be nervous and how long do I wait to introduce them to my friends? Introducing your friends... When you want your friends to meet them. And I know that sounds pretty obvious, but... It depends on, like, the person that you're talking to. And, like, if you're worried that the person you're talking to is going to be, like, judgmental or, like, something towards your friends. If it's somebody that you're like, oh, yeah, like, they're going to love my friends, they're going to fit in, it's going to be fine, then you can do it whenever the hell you want. But if it's something that... Like, you're worried they're going to, like, judge you based off of friends or, um, like, maybe think more of it. Like, oh, my gosh, they just introduced me to their best friend. They must love me. Then you should wait. I, I mean, I don't know. I've uh, My dating history is people that have already been friends with my friends. But I would say introduce them to your friends when you're certain it's a thing. When you're... Oh, okay. Because, like, your friends are... Your friends are forever, and uh, that's going to be the ultimate judgment. And when you're certain it's a thing, it's interesting. I don't know. That's, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, don't, I, I just don't want my friend's judgment on my own personal thing. So I wouldn't introduce them prior to that. I think my friends, like, would know my situation and just, like, be, like, cool. Like, I don't know. I think... You just have to, like, the person that you're with, like, you just have to, like, consider how they're going to respond to your friends. And I think it's a good thing if they meet your friends because, like, those are people that you're going to spend a lot of time with. Mm -hmm. And if they really hit it off with your friends, like, that's a green light. But it's also going to, like, let's say, like, they really hit it off with your friends, but they're not hitting it off with you. Like, then that's going to be a lot lot harder to end something that you're not necessarily into. No, it's not. It's going to be hard. Well, I mean, you're not a passive person, Amanda. I am. <laughs> like, this is why we're different. This is why this uh, love conversation is different. But I'm saying, like, introduce them to your friends when you're, like, certain that you're going, like, that no matter what they say, you're going to be with them. 
Interesting. Um, Amanda, podcast is over. I guess so. Update, you guys. Real quick update. Don't lie on your dating profile about your age. Didn't end up well. <laughs> Probably should be honest about your age. I learned my lesson. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Everybody, this has been the Split Six Podcast. podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Wagella and on Instagram at Nick Wagella. Amanda, where can we find you? Do you, do you want anyone to find you? Uh, you can message Nick Wagella <laughs> and then be like, hey, your girl Amanda did awesome on the podcast. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We might be back tomorrow uh, because you're going to see this Wednesday morning. But Thursday morning, we're going to do the new thing called Quick Splits, where I'm going to talk about uh, one topic for like 15 minutes and release them daily. Also, remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. Split six. Split it. <laughs> Hop up on. <laughs> no.